At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of the NFL season alongside, that's not Sean King, that's Scott Seidenberg, the pride of New Jersey, (laughs) which we need to get to here in just a moment. But the Minnesota Vikings, wow, 23 to nothing, Mr. Seidenberg. Boat race. And uh, I've made bad bets before. I've got one going on right now, which we'll get to. (laughs) Uh, Tonight was one of those fortunate situations. Last night on the show, I said, this gets to three and a half. I, I got to take the Steelers. Vikings don't know how to blow teams out. And for some reason, I didn't pull the trigger. I do have a bet in this game that hopefully could get home, but it is a butt whipping right now by the Minnesota Vikings. I'm kind of kicking myself because I wasted the extra juice because I took the Vikings on the money line at minus 165. <laughs> That's like an extra 55 cents I could have had in my pocket true. And, and spent a little more on dinner tonight instead of laying <laughs> it out at the sportsbook. But it's going to come through. The Vikings are not going to blow this lead. They're going to win this game. Mathematically, still in the playoff race in the NFC. It's not an ideal spot for them to be in because I do believe that 10-7 and 7 is the mark that they're going to have to get. So the margin of error is very slim for them. But a win tonight and a game that they're favored in absolutely helps along the way. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, 
for those who have Dalvin Cook props or <laughs> in fantasy football, uh, you're having a good day because Dalvin Cook has gone off a career high in the first half uh, for Dalvin Cook. Rushing yards, that is, in the first half for Dalvin Cook as he is sitting at 153 yards. Remember, he was questionable to play in this game, Scott. Mm-hmm. He's playing, and he's doing quite well. Uh, as you see right there on uh, on the screen for those watching on vcin.com or YouTube TV, wherever you may be tuning us in, over-under was 63.5 yards for Dalvin Cook. He's got a buck 53. So you got that and then some. He's got two touchdowns. Didn't score the game's first touchdown, though. That goes to Justin Jefferson. So plus 650 if you are able to play uh, a first-time touchdown at DraftKings. As you look right there, Dalvin Cook, plus 500, was the first-time touchdown. That doesn't come home, but anytime touchdown, that was an easy one for you, minus 150. So the Vikings, you know, this is – I talk about this all the time in college football. You know, the letdown spots or Mm -hmm. the buy-low spots. And you look at the Minnesota Vikings. They just lost to the lowly Detroit Lions. Terrible defense on the final play of the game. Still don't know what the hell they were doing, but hey, it happens. Uh, and now here they sit up 23 to nothing against a team in Pittsburgh who, what did they do last time we saw them? They beat the Ravens. So nothing makes sense ever but the Vikings putting it on the Steelers. It made sense that the Vikings would bounce back and have a performance like this. The Pittsburgh Steelers, that win last week, I don't want to call it fluky, but it was fluky. I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers, in watching them, are a dead team walking. It's Ben Roethlisberger's final season. They're kind of playing out the strings here. Mike Tomlin's answering questions every week about different things. Uh, players don't like the way that they're practicing. <laughs> with music. They want, yeah, they want music <laughs> and whatnot. There's just so much going on with this Pittsburgh Steelers team that – I really just haven't liked them at all. And I was on the wrong side because I picked up the Ravens last week and they lost and the Steelers won. But I just felt that this is a team that can get up for these division games, but in a non-divisional game on the road, they're not going to have the same intensity. And you're seeing it here. Missed tackles. They're not even getting, they're not even getting hands on guys. It's just been embarrassing. And the Vikings, you want to talk about a team playing with a fire lit under them. Mike Zimmer's job is literally on the line. His seat is, is as hot as it's ever been. They lost to the Lions, yep. as you mentioned, but are still in the race for a wild card in the NFC. It might not be 10-7. and seven. I think it has to be 10-7, and seven, but it might not be because teams could fall ahead of them, and then maybe it's 9-8 and eight that can get them into the postseason, but... This was the right spot to back Minnesota based on everything that you've said coming off of that loss, and I think Zimmer coaching for his job. Yeah, you look at the wild card situation there for Minnesota sitting at 5-7. and seven. Uh, you got to hope if you're a Viking fan, uh, Washington still has two games with the Eagles, two games with the Cowboys, and a game with the Giants. You need Washington probably just to fall apart, and they've been playing well. Uh, we'll see how they play this weekend. I personally need Washington to fall apart because they have <laughs> wins, which doesn't feel great Logan, right The now. Logan Thomas injury is devastating for them. Yeah, it hurts. And I, I've i been on Washington for the past couple of weeks. I've been talking about them to win the division. I've been talking about their value when it was plus 1,400. It's now down to 750. And I was looking forward to betting them in this spot on Sunday until Logan Thomas got hurt. When when Logan Thomas went out last week and the reports are that it's bad, I immediately said, well, there goes my bet for next week because I'm not going to take them plus the points at home against the Cowboys. He's such a major part of that offense that without him, 
I don't know if they have enough firepower to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and, and the defense kind of keeps on taking hits. Montez Sweat is out uh, dealing with COVID-19. He's unvaccinated, so he'll definitely be out this week, could potentially be out next week as well. Uh, we know, you know, the injury to Chase Young was devastating, uh, but they've rallied, and they've won four in a row. We're going to get to that game later on in this hour because Mike McCarthy, not one to usually get people fired up, but here he is, Mike McCarthy, guaranteeing victory uh, earlier today. Uh, so that was uh, that was an interesting one uh, to see. Uh, just taking a peek at the second half line uh, for this game, you've got Minnesota as a half point favorite. So essentially, who's going to win the second half? Is it going to be Minnesota? Is it going to be Pittsburgh? Game about to kick off. Uh, the discrepancy in that first half. This was no fluke. You know, sometimes you see scores. Maybe there's a pick six. Maybe a fumble. Bad. No, no, no. Three hundred yards to sixty-six yards. It was an absolute domination, and do you see life from Pittsburgh here? Uh, the second half has just gotten underway. Obviously, you can get in live, but you know your thoughts of what we've seen. Do you see any life from Pittsburgh here in this second half? Absolutely not, and Ben Roethlisberger keeps taking these hits. I mean, how much longer is he going to stay in this game? He's been abused, and that line has been abused. And defensively, they're doing a great job of manning up on T.J. Watt. He hasn't been able to get through and do anything. Uh, this is just going to be a runaway thing here for the Vikings. Probably a lot of Alexander Madison in the second half. Yeah, you'd think and, so. And they're going to cruise here to a win. Yeah, hopefully K.J. Osborne. That's the uh, lone bet I've got going on in this game. We talked about it last night with Adam Thielen being out. Uh, K.J. Osborne was the guy that I looked to, and many others. Uh, we had Paul mm-hmm. Charchian up there in the Twin Cities on the show. He believed that this could be a big day for K.J. Osborne. We're halfway home. Uh, two catches for 21 yards. Producer Aaron Oster's on over three and a half receptions. I've got over 41 and a half receiving yards. So hopefully KJ Osborne can uh, get himself two catches for 20 yards. And uh, we're all happy doing a little dance. You've got money line, as you mentioned, on the Vikings, which, uh, like you said, you lost 50 cents. But hey, you know what? Ensuring a victory sometimes is nice. I didn't lose it. I just loaned it out to them, it's and they're going to give it back. They're to holding me. it yes. before they give it back. You know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's that little extra comfort to uh, to make you feel happy there. But uh, it is Vikings. 23 Steelers, nothing. And this will likely mean, uh, unless, barring some sort of miraculous comeback, that the uh, Green Bay Packers will have to wait another week to pop the champagne for the hmm. NFC North title because if Minnesota lost and Green Bay won this weekend as 12.5-point favorites against the Chicago Bears, they would lock up the NFC North. It's it's inevitability now yep. uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, while we're you know looking at this Minnesota Vikings team and the NFC uh, playoff window, Scott. It's so fascinating to me because, you know, it, it was, it's, I feel like Arizona has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yes. Um, you know, Kyler Murray was dealing with injuries. They dropped a couple games. They've had a bye week here. Uh, so they're 10 and two. Then you've got Tampa Bay and then you've got Green Bay. Mm-hmm. People are talking about the Bays, Tampa <laughs> and Green Bay, and not so much Arizona. Are, are we, have we forgotten about Arizona? Is that is that a, a a dumb thing for us to do? Because right now, still the top dog in the NFC. Yeah, I think everyone's forgotten about Arizona. I know, and, and it makes sense because the one time that you saw them on national television, they lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. They haven't played without nation- Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. Without their yes. receivers. Yes, they haven't played uh, a nationally televised game since. So it's kind of been out of sight, out of mind for the Arizona Cardinals. People are looking at them saying, yeah, it's nice 
they have all these wins, but they don't have a marquee win, maybe that Rams game would be it. There's no other win on their schedule that you would say that's an impressive win. Look at the wins against the 49ers. I mean, the first one was with Trey Lance at quarterback, and he gets stuffed at the goal line, and if he gets in there, 49ers probably win that game. You know, the, the, they beat the 49ers the next time when, you know, Niners are falling all over themselves as a banged-up football team. There's They lose to the Panthers in the Cam Newton return game, right? Yeah. So there hasn't been a win on this schedule that you can look at besides that Rams game and say, all right, this team is really good. But let me just tell you, Tim, this team is They're really good, good yeah. okay? And if Kyler Murray played in those three games, he'd be your runaway favorite to be the most valuable player right now. So I think that, yes, everyone's forgetting about the Cardinals, and the odds are certainly, you know, not reflective about how good this team is. I understand why the Packers and the Bucks are heavily favored above them, but we can't ignore the Arizona Cardinals. And if they win on Monday and avenge that, and not avenge a loss, but sweep mm-hmm. the Rams, Rams. Yeah. and the Rams are unable to avenge the loss, you know, I think that's going to be the, the game that opens up everyone's eyes, nationally televised Monday night football, and people start to give this team credit. Yeah, and I do wonder if this is that spot where if you like, you know, I always say this because I'm not saying I necessarily like this, but if you like the Cardinals and you haven't gone in yet, this mm-hmm. might be the time to do it now because Monday night, like you said, they haven't been playing on prime time. Now that Monday night game, if Kyler has that kind of return moment and they win, at home, people are going to be going, oh, yeah, Arizona. Then you're going to see that rush of money. Then you're going to see all those topics on Tuesday morning about Arizona. Are they the best team in the NFC? So just keep that in the back of your mind. AFC, Steelers probably not the best. It's the nightcap here on this. Zinn Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, the product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical alongside Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap. We will talk to lights out Sean Merriman. He will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Always love chatting with Sean. He will uh, join us on the phone, get his thoughts on uh, all the happenings around the NFL, like the Vikings, absolutely obliterating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I don't know why Ben Roethlisberger is still in this game. Um, He shouldn't be. We know TJ Watt is out for the remainder of this game. And when it comes to TJ Watt, does this game uh, does this game hurt his defensive player of the year chances? He's your favorite right now, leads the league in sacks. 
pretty much didn't do anything in this game, is not playing for the rest of this game, and there's a whole half of football left, does his chances to win the award take a hit now? I don't think so. I just don't look at, in my opinion, I don't look at defensive player of the year like I do other awards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like MVP. MVP, yes. I mean, if Kirk, or sorry, Ben Roethlisberger hypothetically was the favorite to win MVP yeah. and they're getting crushed and he's out for the game, then yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I don't think T.J. Watt, if you have a ticket on T.J. Watt to win defensive player of the year, I, I think you're okay. I mean, things happen. Players get hurt. I mean, hell. Aaron Rodgers, you look at the, you know, the the odds there for for uh MVP, missed a game, you yeah. know, and and he's still got an opportunity to Tyler win. Murray missed three. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, well, let's just uh, I mean, you know, on a Thursday night while this game's going on, uh I, I mean, Kirk, I would I prefer you well, that's a loss of yardage, so whatever. I'm on yards. That's Justin Jefferson. Uh <laughs> number seventeen, Kirk. Come on, Kirk, seventeen. Um yeah, I know you've talked about it a lot on uh on your show uh, about Tom Brady. It's funny. I've, I've kind of waffled back and forth. And a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, I mean, hell, it might have been two months ago. I'm like, you got to play Tom Brady at 8-1. to one. You know, the narrative is all there. And then I didn't do it. Yep. And now here he sits at plus 175. It just it feels like an award this year where it, it has been up for grabs, kind of like the Heisman a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, the dude is 44. Yep. He's putting up the numbers that he is, and you do have to remember it is voted on by humans. And I just think, you know, it's for me, Aaron Rodgers missed a game. He's playing well, not as well as last year. Do you want to repeat MVP? I think Kyler Murray had an opportunity, mm-hmm. but then he gets hurt and misses three games. Josh Allen's falling off the face of the earth here with the Bills. They might not even make the playoffs. You know, Dak Prescott. He was a little bit banged up. Patrick Mahomes is on a surge here. Matthew Stafford, they're struggling as well. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's playing as good as anybody in the NFL, but it's a running back, and no running back's won this award since 2012. To be honest, Scott, right now, it's either Brady or, as crazy as this sounds, I would say Jonathan Taylor, even though he's a running back, and that's why I wouldn't play it. Uh, But it's absolutely Brady's to lose from here on out. It's Brady's to lose, and, and I've been talking about the crazier potential candidate to win this award and it's reliant on his team winning but based on the toughness of their schedule and the impressiveness of the wins that will come if they win these games Matthew Stafford your MVP Matthew Stafford this season has thrown for 3,611 yards that is about 100 yards less than Tom Brady he's thrown for 30 touchdowns and nine interceptions Brady has thrown for 34 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So he's right there with Tom Brady in terms of the stats. They only have one less win. The Bucs are 9-3. and three, The Rams are 8-4. and four. Now, the, some of those nine interceptions have gone for touchdowns to the other <laughs> team. team yep. So, uh, in fact, Stafford should have more touchdowns, right? No, but that's, the, that's why people are very sour on him is because those have been bad turnovers. But the Rams have... One of the hardest schedules down the stretch. At the Cardinals, mm-hmm. Seahawks, yep. at the Vikings, at the Ravens, close against the Niners. If they win three out of those five, and we're talking about an 11-6 and six team going into the playoffs, Matthew Stafford, should he eclipse Brady in yards and have the same amount of touchdown passes with those wins 
and it would start with a win on Monday against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That has to be the game that he has to have, and he has to be the reason now, do you that be- they win that game. Now, let me cut you off there, though. Do you believe – now, those points are valid, mm-hmm. but from what you've seen from this Rams team, now they spanked the Jaguars, and that was a good win, covering a big old number there, but – you know, they lost three in a row. They were scuffling. Do you actually believe in this Rams team that they can turn it around? Yes, and I think they win on Monday against the Cardinals. Okay. Sean and I have a cigar bet over under two and a half wins <laughs> for the remainder of the season for the Rams. He has the under two and a half wins. I have the over two and a half wins. Well, last night was a big night for me because he conceded uh, that the Rams were making the playoffs. We have another cigar <laughs> bet uh, on this show, as many of you know. I just like to be the voice of reason sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you got to level with Sean. And Sean was talking about how the Rams were struggling. And I don't disagree. Yeah. But I, I'm saying, hey, Sean, you know, seven teams have to make the playoffs. Washington <laughs> and Philadelphia are going to eat each other. Uh, you know, the 49ers are playing well. I do think they make the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, I, the Rams will make the playoffs. I, I just, I'm not as bullish as you on Matthew Stafford. But but here's the thing, though. So let's say they go 11-6, and six, mm-hmm. and then the Buccaneers go 13-4, and four, and they're the number one <laughs> or, or number 14, two. Or 14-3. and three. Or 14-3, and three, then yeah, the number one seed. It's Brady's award, yes. But once again, you know, you're looking at a long shot, and, and that's what you got to do at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Can Stafford come back and take that award away? It's possible. I mean, look, Brady could get hurt. Brady could play poorly. I just I think what hurts Matthew Stafford is that there was so much hype on him entering this season that really any struggles that he has are a ding on sure. him winning this award. Kind of like when you enter the season as the Heisman favorite and you end up having a great year, but oh, you lost to Iowa State on the road. Yeah, What's yeah. What, what happened there? It's like yeah, but we went eleven and one, and mm-hmm. I was really good. But you you have that one mark. And when Stafford got traded to the Rams, he was already kind of anointed. Hey, this guy's going to win MVP. Now that he's out of Detroit, 11-6, and six, not winning the division. I feel like it's going to be hard for him yeah. to get that award. You would think, based on the perception surrounding Matthew Stafford, that he's had a much worse season than 30 touchdowns and nine interceptions. You would think he's like 25-14, and 14, something like that. Uh, you know, but no, he's got 30 touchdowns yeah. and nine picks. That's less than Tom Brady, and he's right there with the touchdowns. But, uh, and I think the Rams, one, th- one thing real quick, I think Sony Michelle's game last week was very important because they had talked about trying to find something in their running game, and Daryl Henderson hasn't been doing it to the extent that they would like to see from him. And a lot of people were calling for Sony Michelle to get involved in this offense. He had a big day last week. Don't be surprised if he takes over as the lead back and they start putting some onus on the running game here. 26 to nothing, uh, early third quarter. Vikings just, this thing's all but over. Uh, We'll see what the Vikings do offensively, hopefully throw to K.J. Osborne. (laughs) Um, But uh, real quickly, Sean Merriman going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some NFL with him. Uh, But you, sir, from the fine state of New Jersey. The Garden State. In the state of New Jersey tonight. Seton Hall as a one and a half point favorite beat Texas tonight. Very good win. Yep. Kevin Willard, in my opinion, should be the next head coach if he wants to leave of Maryland. I know we were talking to a Terp fan extraordinaire. I think that would be a tremendous hire for the Terps, but I'm sure they'll get high and mighty and think that they should hire Coach K's, you know, Coach K Jr. I don't know. Uh, but I think that would be a great hire for them. Hopefully, you know, for Seton Hall, but great win. 
Not as good as Rutgers as a 14-point dog Mm -hmm. beating Purdue in the first game in school history as a number one team all time. The, by the way, I think the Steelers just fumbled. Uh, the Rutgers, the, the, uh, it was an interception. Um, Purdue is 0-1 now all time as the number one team in the country. How did it end? Just a half-court shot at the buzzer <laughs> by Ron Harper Jr. <laughs> as Rutgers at the rack gets it done. Scott. It's a very tough place to play. They have a great home court advantage there. And what have we seen this year in college basketball? The number one is the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga loses to Duke. Duke then loses. Now Purdue loses. Who wants to be number one? Well, apparently being 17th is, is the way to go because somebody bet on Iowa tonight, me, and they're getting hammered by Iowa State. Well, that's enough on college basketball. Back to the NFL with lights out. Sean Merriman will join us next right here on the Nightcap. Vegas alongside Scott Seidenberg filling in for Mr. King today. I am Tim Murray as the Vikings continue their domination of the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. Uh, my guy KJ Osborne was hit pretty hard just a yeah. moment ago in the end zone <laughs> as uh, we got a personal foul uh, on I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick in the end zone. So uh, Steelers getting smashed uh, by the Vikings and um Troy Aikman, earlier in the broadcast, he brought up a good point. I don't know why I didn't think of this. You know, Steelers and Ravens, every time they play, it is a war, man. Those two teams hate each other, uh, those two organizations. It is is a great rivalry in the NFL, and it takes its toll. And now you've got a short week road game. I'm kicking myself because Troy Aikman said that on the broadcast tonight pretty early on when the Vikings had that lead, Scott, and I'm thinking – why didn't I think of that? So there was a trend, and I'm trying to find it, and I don't know, because I remember a couple of years ago this being a topic of conversation. And it was uh, games against the Ravens. And it, 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 it was games against the Ravens, and then I believe it was games against the Seahawks when the Seahawks were the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. And it was teams the following week after playing those teams. And the reason being was because of the physical toll that those games take on you. Because, listen, every game in the NFL is is physical, right? There's a car accident on every single play. But teams like the Ravens, teams like the Seahawks back in the day played an extra physical style of football. A lot of unders, a lot of running the football, things like that. You know, with Marshawn Lynch, it was just run, 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 you know. And, and, And when you're doing that for an entire football game, your body's not as prepared to play the following week especially on a short week here for the Pittsburgh Steelers than it would be against a, a, a regular opponent where maybe they're throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. Uh, there was a topic of conversation that was being discussed like that. You know, I factored some of that in into why I was going to bet against the, the Lions here. It was a buy-low spot for the Lions. It was a fade-high spot for the Steelers. And then it was just, again, my belief in not backing this Pittsburgh Steelers team, thinking that 
you know, I bet it, like I said, I bet against them last week and I was wrong. Uh, and I'll continue to fade this team because I just think that they are a, a dead team walking. Yeah, it's 29 nothing now. Field goal uh, kick there by the Vikings. Uh, so they're still getting a little pressure on Kirk Cousins. He was uh, off the mark, uh, even on that K.J. Osborne uh, big hit. Uh, he was a little bit behind K.J. Osborne when the hit was delivered by Minka Fitzpatrick. Then he threw uh, a bit behind uh, uh, Justin Jefferson just a moment ago. So field goal good, 29 to nothing. The Vikings leading the second half line, remember, was a half. Mm -hmm. So essentially, uh, who will win the second half? Uh, well, I guess if it's a tie, you would end up getting it the Steelers. So uh, we'll see. I, I I mean, at this point, I don't know Scott, if the Steelers are going to score. I, I know. I mean, I, I don't know. And that's the crazy thing about this Steelers organization. Remember a couple of years ago when they drafted Mason Rudolph? I think it was in the third round. And Ben Roethlisberger got on his high horse, got all frustrated. You know, I'm going to play for this many more years. And, um, you know, third round pick. I mean, hell, the, I mean, I know Tom Brady's 44. But, <laughs> I mean, they just spent a second round pick on a quarterback. So it, it happens. You want to build depth. Uh, I, I don't know what the the Steelers do. You know they're you know they're what six five and one right now. It's a very weak uh, draft class. You could start the speculation: Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Do either one of those guys want to go to Pittsburgh? It's a phenomenal organization. Mm -hmm. We know mm -hmm. that there's stability. I mean, they've had what three head coaches in the the history of the franchise, yeah. which is just absolutely ridiculous. But if you're one of those quarterbacks, hypothetically, and they hit the market, you know. I, you, we heard about the teams that Russell Wilson would maybe think about going to. It was, you know, Chicago, Las Vegas, New Orleans, places where his wife, who is, you know, famous, yep. and she could perform. Pittsburgh doesn't really have that going for them. Nope. So I don't see Pittsburgh as a landing spot for Russell Wilson. I don't see Pittsburgh as a landing spot really for Aaron Rodgers either. So nope. we'll see. So. Your 2022 quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Malik Willis. Out of Liberty University. And that might be it. I mean, with this draft class, you might have to give up some draft capital. And I, I don't know. I mean, Will I, they have to give up I don't draft know. capital? I don't know. They're going to have a top 14 pick. Yeah. And but <laughs> we, we, we all know that quarterbacks get, you know, over, over selected. And, you know, we're not in the draft season but think, yet. It's, think about the draft, right? And, and this is a crazy year because the Jets will have picks three and four. Mm -hmm. Right, the Giants are going to have five and six, and then the Eagles are going to have seven. So, like, look at those those teams. Yeah, the Eagles will have that, three that picks, up. I think. Yeah. So the, the the Jets and the Giants will literally have four of the top five picks, possibly. Well, you know, we'll see what happens with the Lions and and the Jaguars and whatnot. Jets are not taking a quarterback. Giants are not taking a quarterback. Eagles not taking a quarterback. The Lions should take a quarterback, but. They might go for Hutchinson and then take a quarterback later on in the draft. Uh, so there's going to be guys that are going to be available in this draft that won't go in the top five to six picks. Those That's going to be Matt Corral, going to be Sam Howell. You're going to talk about the Malik Willis's of the world. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. There's going to be quarterbacks that it's not a sexy quarterback pick. There's no runaway guaranteed first overall pick, no-brainer, once-in-a-generation type quarterback. But there are serviceable players that will go throughout the top 15 picks. Yeah, and I, I mean, who knows? It, it's They may not be. I mean, you'll think they're overdrafted at the time, but I mean, the hit rate on quarterbacks, it's, you know, we, we look at it all. It's it's about 50% in the first first round, and, and that's being nice. Uh, so, uh 
I think the Steelers, for an organization that has done a phenomenal job historically, mm-hmm. they're in a terrible spot. Dwayne Dwayne Haskins is not, obviously not the answer. Nope. Uh, I thought it was a you know it was a it was a low risk high reward signing for him. He was you know former first round pick. You you sign him, you see what he got. You don't have anything. Okay, we'll we move on. Mason Rudolph not going to happen. So I, I don't know what they do, but you know it seems like everything that we see with uh, Ben Roethlisberger is uh, it is all but done. Uh, real quick update: Sean Merriman will join us uh, in the next segment. So in about eight minutes, seven forty five Pacific, ten forty five Eastern. Uh, former Charger lights out Sean Merriman will join us. Get his thoughts on the NFL uh, and his Chargers. Could they make a run? You know, this is. Uh... I absolutely think so, and I think at plus one ninety, it's worth a look to win this division. The problem that bothers me with this Chargers team is that they're so Jekyll and Hyde that I don't know they're they're, they're not consistent enough for me. Some weeks they'll score forty somewhat points. Justin Herbert will throw three four touchdowns and they'll look great, and then the next week they don't score. Their defense can't stop the run, and they're losing games to the Broncos. It's it's unbelievable, this team. They can't string it together. If they look like the team that they're capable of looking like, and Brandon Staley looks like the genius that everyone thought he was coming into this season, this is a team that can be dangerous. Yeah, and you look at the standings right now. Uh, Chiefs are 8-4, and four, Chargers at seven and five, and the Chargers do have that win over the Chiefs, and they'll play them again. Play this, them again. Yeah, this time it'll be in LA. And the Chargers have the Texans and the Giants still remaining on their schedule, and the Broncos, who should know, be three wins. Who knows what you're going to think of there? They have the Raiders as well. Should be four. Uh, wins. For the Chiefs, it's it's not that easy. I mean, you got the Bengals, uh, who I think are live to win uh, the AFC North. You got the Steelers, which looks more and more uh, manageable there as. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Yeah, you want to explain what just happened? Right. I don't even understand. So what just there happened. was a bad snap. It looked like Ben was not ready for the snap, and he was handing the football off, or it went off of him, bounced off of Najee Harris, back to Ben Roethlisberger, who then completed a pass down the field to Deontay Johnson, I believe. That was ridiculous. Sure. Makes sense. That's, I mean, that is, I would say that's the night for the Steelers, but they actually completed the pass. They got something going. There was, it was uh, Ray Ray McLeod okay. that they got it. As Ben gives this eye roll of, uh, well, of because of the penalty, state. probably there's probably a legal shift or motion. Oh, or yeah. It doesn't there. even, yeah. yeah. No, that, yeah. that does encapsulate yeah. the night there for the Steelers. They have a crazy play, everything that goes wrong. They get a positive. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's going to be called back. So, uh, who knows if the Steelers will even get points. Uh, on this uh, on this drive here, you know, going back to the Chiefs, you know, it does feel like, and now here they are. They're the favorites now to come out of the mm-hmm. AFC. The Bills are falling apart. The Chiefs have won five in a row. They've got the Raiders this weekend, where they're laying almost double digits. I mean, think about how much that has flipped. This run, so they get they squeak past the Giants on Monday night. They beat the Packers. Don't cover when they don't have Aaron Rodgers, and then they play here in Las Vegas. And that was the ultimate buy low spot. Fortunately for me, I, I snuff, sniffed it out every once in a while. You get one right, unlike tonight with Iowa, who's down by 22 right now. Apparently, Iowa State's really good. Um, and uh, now the Chiefs seem to be rolling, man. So laying nine and a half against the Raiders. Now it feels like, as crazy as it sounds, it's the it feels like it's the Chiefs to lose again here yeah. in the AFC. Well, they had that long stretch going back to last season of not covering. Now they're having a stretch of covering games. Yep. So it might not look like the Chiefs of old, but they're getting the job done. 
Can the Chargers unseat those Kansas City Chiefs? We'll talk to a former Charger legend, Sean Merriman. He will join us in just a little bit. Stick around. That is Scott. I'm Tim. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. Touchdown reception. Now, uh, Kirk Cousins interception. This one, I know like people like to blame Kirk Cousins. This one hit Justin Jefferson right in the numbers. Uh, so, Is it cool to celebrate an interception down when 20. you're down <laughs> by this many points? Actually, that was deflected. That was good defense. So Devin Bush gets a deflection. So 29-7, uh, Steelers with the ball back after the interception. That's Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. And it's our pleasure, as always, to bring in former Charger, former All-Pro, and now the co-founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting. It is Lights Out himself, Sean Merriman. Always a pleasure, Sean. Appreciate you jumping on. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about the AFC West, and I'm curious, your former team, a team that you keep a very close eye on, the Chargers, only a game back of the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Chiefs seem to be getting hot at the right time. They've won five in a row now. So when you look at this Chargers team, they do already have a win over the Chiefs. They get to play them again in Los Angeles. They have a game against the Texans still left on the schedule, a game against the Giants still left on the schedule. Do you think the Chargers can sneak up and grab the Chiefs uh, and win this division? No, absolutely. And the funny part of you saying that is they have to sneak up, right? Because there's been about two or three games that they guarantee should have won this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the Cowboys game was snatched away from them. They um, you know, probably should have had a chance to beat the Patriots. They, you know, um, I, I think really the only game that they were dominated in, they didn't look that good, was the Ravens game. They just played terrible. Uh, other than that, they they had a chance to win all of them. And um, so when you say sneak up on anybody, it's surprising. It's just with them, it's consistency. Consistency. You already know that you know what Justin Herbert can do. You already know what King Allen and Mike Williams and Joey Bolson, Derwin James. You just name all the stars that they have that can go out and play. It just matters what team shows up. In the last few weeks, I said this. If they stop to the run, there's nobody can beat them. There's just nobody can beat them because we know that they can go out and score, you know, 35, 36-plus points a game. They're capable of doing that. Their problem in the past and the last, you know, few weeks, other than the last two weeks, has been stopping to run. Is this team capable, if they don't get the division, of going on the road in the playoffs and stealing a win from somebody? Absolutely. But, and I'll say this, at any point in time, you know, we, they've shown that they can put up points, right? They jumped out on the Bengals. I think it was 24 points. They jumped out on, on, on Pittsburgh, uh, you know, in, in a huge deficit. It, it, to them, it's really about keeping their foot on the gas, right? And that comes from, I don't know if you want to call it leadership. That don't call it comes from, uh, hey, we're up, let's relax a little bit. But, you know, I, the times that I was you know, playing, I always thought that when you got up, that was sack time, right? That was kind of <laughs> pad your sack. Um, and so, for me, uh, they have what it takes. They got a great leader in Brandon Staley. Uh, he's a great coach, great motivator. Uh, the, the guys love playing for him. They just have to step on the gas when it's time. 
Talk once again to Sean Merriman, three-time All-Pro in his playing days, now the co-founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, which LXF7 coming up uh, tomorrow night in Burbank, California. I want to get to that in just a moment, Sean, but I want to stick in Los Angeles uh, because the Rams are going to Arizona uh, for a pretty big Monday night showdown against the Cardinals. And I said sneak up for the Chargers on the Chiefs. As crazy as this sounds, we were talking about this earlier in the show, when you look at the Cardinals' schedule, they've had a couple, you know, odd losses in there. They had a bye week sprinkled in a couple weeks ago. And despite them being 10-2, and two, Sean, people aren't really talking about the Cardinals because they're talking about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, the way that they've been playing. Obviously, Tom Brady, things are getting you know back going there. Anytime you have an opportunity to talk about the Cowboys, people will do that as well. Are the Arizona Cardinals, despite their 10-2 record, being overlooked as legitimate Super Bowl contenders? They are, and I think they're using that as their, uh, as their energy source, right? That's their attitude of going out. Uh, you've seen, I think it was early on in the year before J.J. Watt got hurt, uh, and it would give an excuse. To find, I don't know if you guys saw the, the mic uh, that came out and he was talking about it. He said, hey, why does it have to be that, we, uh, that we're, just not, we're just not better, right? Then we're better, a better team than everybody we play. And that's the attitude they're approaching. And the, the other thing is, yes, they got Colin Murray. They got the, uh, uh, you know, Hopkins. They got an explosive offense. But that defense, we just we're not – nobody's talking about how they've been turning the ball over, how they've been pressuring quarterbacks, giving Colin Murray more opportunities with the ball in their hands. Nobody's talking about that. Cliff Kingsbury has done a great job. He could possibly, at some point in time, be up a coach of the year, the, the, the way they've been going. So, if you look across the board, they just haven't been getting any love over there. Sean, you've played against Bill Belichick's Patriots a number of times throughout your career. Based on what you've seen this season from this team, is this his most impressive coaching job? Like, how for real is this team? I'm sorry, say that one time, which team? The, the Patriots team. How for real are they, and is this Bill Belichick's best coaching job? Well, you know, this is this is the thing. They drafted a first-round quarterback in Mac Jones, right? Um, Coach Daniels, they knew that they had to get him going. So at some point in time, you know that they was going to get the thing going. He's a rookie. I mean, I mean, like he, you know, he's just kind of being thrown in there. And and also too, they brought in Cam Newton. So he's, now they're splitting reps. You know, they're splitting reps and those type of things. So at, at some point in time, he was going to get better. You know, Bill Belichick is going to find a way. I think we're all forgetting about the year that he won with Matt Castle yep. and some of these other guys. Brock Hoyer, they're right to step in. We're forgetting that he's won with quarterbacks that were average. So if you get a, Mac, a young Mac Jones in there with, you know, a, a big future and somebody who's capable of going to make plays, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. And, you know, they took it. I call it a year off, a year down or whatever, <laughs> and rebuild a stage for them. But we're forgetting who Bill Belichick and that organization is. Whoever, whoever's been at quarterback outside of Tom Brady, even when Tom Brady went down, I think, in 07, 08, with the knee injury, Matt Castle stepped in. Or they had Brian Hoyt. He's always found ways to win the game. So now he has a young Mac Jones. Of course they're going to win a lot of games. Talk once again to Sean Merriman, former uh, Charger, three-time All-Pro, and also uh, with Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Uh, we always love talking about uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting, and you've got another big fight coming on uh, up, Sean. So tell us uh, more about uh, LXF7 coming up tomorrow. Yeah, Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, at the Commerce Casino in Los Angeles. If anybody's in the Los Angeles area, 
Come check us out. Uh, there's going to be a huge fight. Uh, actually, it was a fight that was supposed to happen for us some years ago, some time ago. We finally got it together. Uh, and if you can't go, check us out on Fubo Sports. It's going to be live on Fubo Sports starting around 530 Pacific. Uh, but this is going to be a big one, man. I can't wait. Is there a lot of bad blood between these guys because the fight didn't happen a couple of years ago? Yeah, so Roberts actually ended up going to the UFC. Um, and, you know, his opponent, he ended up going to the, to the U.S. Army. And so they were supposed to happen, and all those things happened. So we were finally able to pull this fight together. So it's going to be a big one. There he is, Sean Merriman. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Sean Merriman. Spent uh, a handful of years in the league. Terrifying quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, watching Big Ben right now, man, uh, you would be licking your chops if you had a, a, a stationary target like that uh, uh, to, to go after. You know, those only when people ask you, do I miss the NFL? This is the time I miss the NFL. A nice big bend, the Statue of Liberty there. <laughs> just sit there and let me, just sit there and let me tee off on them. Those are guaranteed two sacks. You got to pass your stats at that point. <laughs> Sean, appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks for having me. There he is, Sean Merriman. Check it out. Lights out, extreme fighting. Always love having Sean on. Uh, always love having him in studio, even though you know sitting next to Sean Merriman is. Not really great for my ego. Uh, Having him, that dude still looks like he could go out there and get a handful of sacks, uh, especially against Big Ben. But yeah, here we, I I saw someone tweet, it might have been our friend Eric Eager uh, from Pro Football Focus saying that we forgot that the Vikings are contractually obligated to play close games. (laughs) 29 to 7, and the uh, Steelers knocking on the doorstep here after the interception uh, by Kirk Cousins and pass interference, and the Vikings. Look, this is what they do, man. And I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, uh, Scott, but it just feels like, and it's a touchdown, Najee Harris into the end zone, um, 29 to 13, extra point pending. This is what the Vikings do. It is incredible how many times. They have led every single game, maybe not last week. I can't remember. I don't think they did against the Lions. But prior to that, they've had a touchdown lead in every single game. Yep. It's what they do. And the Steelers are just a touchdown and an extra point away from making this a one-possession game. It's unbelievable. It's going to be uh, very, very interesting. Actually, just take they, they don't have to go for the two. Yeah. Uh, they can do it if they want, you know, when they tie. But we all know the analytics, right? When you're down by 14, when you're down by two scores, uh, you know, or whatever, you go for it. But um, this is going to be interesting down the stretch, and you might get your KJ Come Osborne on, KJ. Here. Let's because go. Because they're going to have to pick up some first downs. Yeah, they are. Uh, so 29 to 14. I thought this was a snooze fest. We'd be talking about all other things. NFL, got to keep our eye on this game. If you bet the Steelers in the second half, you're feeling pretty good uh, because they're up 14 to 6 in the second half. 29 14, Vikings leading the Steelers. That's Scott. I'm Tim. It's the nightcap hour in the books. Two more to go right here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.